Ngā mate o te wāhara mai haere, tātou e whakaurupā mai nei a rātou mā ki te henengaro, ti hewa mauriora, and welcome back to the hui. Back in 1983, there was no internet, no social media, not even texting. So communicating with loved ones overseas mostly involved writing letters. For Tuhoe Ngāti Kahungunu Uri, Mikoto Eria, handwritten letters preserved by her late mother for 40 years are precious clues in her search for her Japanese father. Reporter John Boynton and producer Rurani Pereira followed Mikoto on her whakapapa journey. Music puts you in a certain time period. I love Japanese 80s pop. Play it every day. The reason why I went down that track was because I have a couple of my father's mixtapes. I've spent my whole life wondering where my papa is. Ko te ingoa tōku mama, ko rangi herini eria tōna ingoa, uh, ko tōku papa, ko Osami Nakamoto, nō Hapaneia. I've never met anybody else <laughs> half Japanese, half Māori before, just me. 41-year-old Megoto Eria was just a child when her father, Osamu Nakamoto, disappeared from her life. There's a father that has lost years on knowing who his daughter is. I lost mum six years ago. After picking down her whare after her passing, there was um, a whole of letters from Nakamoto in an address book from the time when she was in a relationship with him that I'd never seen. Mum was a very private person, particularly around her private affairs. I'd spend hours reading Nakamoto's letters. There are lots of little clues with emotion, feelings. You perhaps are wondering what in the world I am doing. I haven't given up on sea life. On board at 23rd of April, 1985. Now voyage from the Northern Ocean via the Panama Canal. And sometime I'll come by the coast of New Zealand. Megoto's father was an engineer working on board this vessel, the Sunny Napier. Shipping records reveal it routinely transported logs between Napier and a Japanese port called Tomakomai in the late 1970s and early 80s. It was during one of these visits that Nakamoto met Megoto's mother, Rangi Eria. They had quite an extended relationship before I was born and they were very much in love. Theirs was a long-distance relationship. Wherever he was in the world, he still kept in touch. Some of my earliest memories, in the middle of the night, and mum's woken me up to go and pick the phone up, and Nakamoto's on the other end. It was only like four. I remember hearing his voice, hello, papa, and so I'd just stand there and listen. Nakamoto sending gifts to us was a real treat. It was like all of our Christmases that we never had all in one. Mikoto was six when the taonga and phone calls stopped coming. 
When I was nine or ten, I remember saying to mum, I think I want to send Nakamoto a letter, because won't he want to know what I'm doing, you know, what am I up to? And I'd put together a letter, and that was a letter that came back. And I remember when it came back and mum saying, oh, this doesn't surprise me. He's, he's moved. And that was the end of the conversation. Migoto's mum never wanted to discuss her relationship with Nakamoto. She'd just go completely quiet. And that, to me, you know, when I was growing up, like, oh, okay. And she definitely did not share her feelings about him. Migoto's only learning about her father through the letters she found after her mother's death. I understand your feelings. I cannot find words to express what is in my heart. In one of Nakamoto's last letters... I guess I'll say sayonara to you for now. Please remember me. Lots of love, Osamu Nakamoto. I'm expressing his love for her. In a sense of, it's not finished yet. I want to know how you feel. I haven't heard back from you. Did mum actually write back? And I'm convinced she, she didn't. I hadn't actually thought about the similarities between the mahi that I do and this journey, but I guess there are, there are lots. My mahi at Te Papatongarewa, I'm the head of Mātauranga Māori. The core of what our job is is to close the gap between our, our people and their taonga. After a lifetime of helping to connect Fano with their long-lost Tonga, it's time for Migoto to make her own connections. It's not going to be easy with the few clues she has, almost 40 years old. Migoto's search starts where it all began, in the Hawke's Bay. This is the starting point for me for this journey. It's important for me to have my waiwai on the whenua before embarking on this kaupapa. This morning, we're going over to our old homestead, which is just north of Lake Tutera. Mikoto doesn't know how often Nakamoto had shore leave in Napier, but the letters reveal her father had met her koro. My grandparents were still living here at the time. It was my mother introducing my father to my koro. Apparently it was a very special encounter. They got on like a house on fire, like they knew each other for, you know, forever. Knowing that my father walked on this whenua, and I guess wānanga with my kraua as well, is a really good feeling. In terms of piecing all the clues together, the port's a really integral place. That whole port reminds me of Nakamoto. Migoto's pinning her hopes on an old friend of her mum's who might have information about her dad. I feel quite emotional about meeting Yvonne Cosford today. You are very much like your mum. And last time I saw you, you were <laughs> just a baby. Do you remember mum talking about Nakamoto, my dad? I remember her when she was pregnant with you, telling me he was off to Sunny Napier and he was a Japanese guy. 
Mixed race couples, particularly no. Māori and Japanese. Do you think no. it was anything unusual in that, in no, that time? No, there was a lot of girls going out with Japanese boys and Korean boys and English boys. And... But, yeah, it was fun times. I wish I could help you more. No. I really <laughs> do, because everybody fine. needs to know their heritage. Mm. So, good luck with your search. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Migoto was only three the last time she actually saw her father. One of the most vivid memories that I have is when he left at the port and waving to him on the ship. The ship was pulling away and Mum was upset and crying and I didn't know why. This is really special for me. Standing here and seeing the space where they were many, many moons ago. The beginning and ending of their relationship was in that exact place. Mum never found love after that. Next, Mikoto sets off for Japan in search of her father. It's really important for me to go and just take a chance and go there and do it. Mikoto's journey to Japan is a bid to find her father and also to reconnect with her Hapani identity. Before she left, she took her whānau to experience a slice of Japan just out of Wellington. It's definitely a great feeling being with my whānau. I feel like we're in Japan, but we're not. We're in Aotearoa. It's beautiful. This is the right time to be doing this. Being a bit older, being a mum, married now, and um, particularly after my mother's passing, you know, time's very short. Mikoto Edia is about to embark on a journey she's dreamt about for most of her life, travelling to Japan to try and find her father. Oh, this is Atahua. Wow. And she has the full support of her husband, Tom, and their 12 year old son, Tomoana. How do you feel about it? They're excited. Really? Yeah. They've only shown their support and they, they understand how big this is and important. That's nice, darling. Sit reflection. It would be wonderful for my father to know he has a Māori mokopuna and to tell him that. This is a really big opportunity for me and it's worth taking the step. It's worth a chance. This is Mikoto's first visit to Japan. It's been a bit surreal. Surreal and pretty amazing. A little bit nervous, I guess. Just a, a dream to be here in person. But really happy that I'm here. So happy. I'm not too sure why it's taken me this long. I didn't feel like I had a connection. It's all very overwhelming all at once. And there's a lot of new experiences that I'm soaking up like a sponge. It's 
it's important to understand just how difficult the search for Migoto's father is. The information she has is almost 40 years old. Osamu Nakamoto is a common name here in Japan, and she's trying to find him in a country of 120 million people. There's no doubt the odds are stacked against her. His last letter to Migoto's mother, Rangi, was from the late 1980s. We don't know his date of birth or if he's even still alive. But we do have that old address book of her mother's. My name is Koichi Muro. To help us track down Nakamoto, we get help from Japanese genealogist Koichi Muro. Koichi, from the addresses that we gave you, what information were you able to find? We've hit a dead end. Her father no longer lives at this address. But Migoto wants to go to the house anyway, even though it's four hours away in the seaport city of Tomakomai. She wants to see where her father once lived. That thought of, well, my papa walked on this ground and seeing the sunset that he had seen so many times, really special. Tomakomai is a sister city of Napier. It's even more special because I grew up in Napier. Tomakomai Port is where her father worked. He was an engineer on ships like these in the 1980s. Seeing the, the kaumahi on the ships, I thought about Nakamoto a lot. Think about how long they'd been on the water, how long they'd been waiting to come home. I did see shades of my papa watching them. Nakamoto sailed the world. He wrote to mum from all over the world, not just from Japan. There's an ahua to see life and what it does to human beings. It just means that you're not in one place. And I think that was my papa. He wasn't in one place for a long time. Arriving here in Tomakomai, there's this one question. Where are you, Nakamoto? I'm here. Are you here? Hi, my darling, I miss you. Are you in Japan? I'm in Japan. I'm in Mai. That's quite special for Mum, coming into Tomakomai, because this is one of Nakamoto's kainga's, eh? It's a bit of a seaside town, real industrial. So, yeah, Paul Paul, going to this address. How do you feel about that, love? Yeah, I don't know. A little bit, I think I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Just a little bit. How, how far away is the funny from where you're staying? It's not far at all. I mean, I think I think Tomakoma is not not very big. This is the trip her father would have taken from the port to his home each day. 
I have this huge pull to be in a place where Nakamoto's been. That's really important to me, you know, in connection to the whenua. Her father wrote many of the precious letters from her childhood from this whare. like a dream, knowing that this was my, my papa's house and that he was here one time. I guess the sadness is really about um, wondering where he is. I guess I hadn't realised how much this being here would impact me. It sort of feels like that moment before you go on to a marae and you're standing at the waharoa and waiting to be welcomed in. And one way or another, this is like my karanga too. Um, but that I can't hear a response. Migoto is no closer to finding her father. Coming up. I've spent my whole life being programmed to not raise my hopes. Migoto Eria's trip to Japan isn't turning out how she hoped. I've been thinking about that possibility of him not showing up, not only for my whole life, but more intensely since being in Japan. Her attempt to find her father seems to have come to a standstill. Our genealogist Koichi Muro had no luck finding Migoto's father with the address book, but he has found a telephone number and an old phone book. And remarkably, somebody answers. It's a breakthrough we've been waiting for. So, Mikoto, the reason why we're here right now is our strongest lead has come through. We believe that we have found your papa, Osamu Nakamoto. Am I dreaming? Is this real? <laughs> it's probably the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. And he wants to meet Migoto. What's going through your head right now? I'm thinking about all the things I really want to tell him. There's an instinct of wanting to know if, um, if he'll love me and um, and be proud of me as his it's his daughter. Oh my God, I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> the next morning, Migoto travels to Amagasaki outside the city of Osaka. 
where her father now lives. Heading out today, there was a lot going through my head. I was feeling quite shaky. And the photos I've grown up with have been frozen in time. And that's the Nakamoto that I've only ever known and remembered. Me too. I'm glad to see you. <laughs> you happy? I am now. Long time. Yeah. One of the biggest things that was going through my mind was, is that actually him? Is this real? When he had taken out the photo to show me, it was in his pocket, up by his naku. You keep this long It was covered in a plastic sleeve for protection because he handles it all the time. I'd never seen the photo before. It's mum's writing. Yes. My mum had sent that photo to Nakamoto. Migoto has something to tell him about her mother. Mama um, died six years ago, very sick. And I'm sorry to tell you that. Sorry. Telling Nakamoto that my mum had passed, that was, that was hard. I'm glad to know that you are, you are alive. I don't know. Mm. Wait, my whole life. For now. Yes. Nakamoto moved here 30 years ago when he quit ship life. Temples. Mm -hmm. He is keen to show her around the city he lives in. Oh, beautiful. Mm. This whole street just completely lined with really old tafito fare. How old? How old? He says, oh, you know, over 500 years old. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Hanging out with Nakamoto for the rest of the day, it was pretty cool. Do you like spicy? Uh. <laughs> Same. See <laughs> you in the morning. Yeah. Take care and rest. Over the next few days, Mikoto gains a better insight into her father's life. He's quite vibrant, outgoing, healthy. He volunteers for a few places. The 71-year-old is a well-known and respected man in his community. Every morning, he runs the traffic crossing for the tamariki and the local kura, so he, everybody knows him. It's a little bit like the uncle that drives the kohanga van, he's there, and I quite like that, you know. They're making up for lost time. He was quite comfortable swinging on a swing <laughs> with me. Is this what it would have been like?
when he was introducing me to one of the neighbours. And he's so proud. This is my New Zealand daughter, and they go, what? <laughs> to hear that for the first time in Japan. They're pretty cool. Mm. Nakamoto invites her to his house. So he went inside. He pulls out this big envelope. And he said, I woke up early this morning and I prepared this for you. They're from Mum. I recognise my mother's handwriting. Nakamoto has kept all the letters Migoto's mum sent him. Before today, I had absolutely no idea whether she'd written back or not. <laughs> These are special for me because I still miss my mama. I love you and I always have. That was the sign off for most of the letters. One more thing Nakamoto has kept, the phone card he used to call Mikoto. But the last time her father tried calling, the number had changed and he couldn't get through. Migoto isn't sure how her parents' relationship ended. 85, is that right? He had another relationship after coming back to Japan. He has another daughter named Ayumi. It's not something that he would extend the conversation on. I've sort of just told myself to be a little bit patient. Papa? Yeah. Taonga. Oh. For you. The taonga to help you remember. Same. Yeah. Mm. So we're all the time. It's been an amazing bond, and he's thinking and feeling a lot. I don't see Japanese hugging at all. But I'm so glad we did. <laughs> and he was holding on tight too. Really sweet. An embrace Mikoto's been waiting for her entire adult life. That little girl was holding on. The grief that that Tamaiti's held on for so long is coming out, and it's allowed to. I'm allowed to cry on him. All these years of tears finally falling on my papa. This experience is absolutely life-changing. This has far surpassed what I thought it might be. Really hard for me, and harder that he's now starting to express a lot of emotion. <laughs> Even though he'll be here and I'll be in all, we've got full hearts now. This time, it's Migoto who's leaving. We plan to return with our family for him to meet his grandson. 
This isn't the end. This is a beginning. I now know you are here. I will come back. Thanks also to Te Papa Tongarewa and Asia New Zealand Foundation for their support and helping making this story possible. Now you'll find links to that story and others, all our stories on Facebook and YouTube or at newshub.co.nz. And please join us next week for our last show for 2023. Until then, Oh yeah, thank you. Te puna whakatongarewa, te hui, itautoko.